Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Rack and yak. It's time for What Mark Heard on Saturday Suckage with Mark Grody and Steve Rosenblum. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. Indeed. Welcome and welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, Saturday Suckage. We will take you up to the bonus time, the extra innings, Parkins and Spiegel show. Live poolside circa Las Vegas. It'll be three hours of a Bears Raiders preview. Four hours counting what we're about to do now in our near award winning segment, What Mark Heard. So, Mark, what you heard is. Well, Steve, I am getting some information right now, a little bit of news here that I will try to oh. tweet out if you keep if you keep talking. But uh, I can the Bears certainly keep talking. Yeah, yeah, hold on, but I'll give you the news, and then I'll need a second here to do my job. But I have been told that the Bears have placed running back David Montgomery on injured reserve. Remember, that's three weeks in this era. Um, they have activated Danny Trevathan from IR. That's big. Um, Akeem Hicks. Did not travel with the team. He has been downgraded to out, and the Bears have also flexed. I love that. They have flexed running back Ryan Nall from the practice squad for Sunday's game. In other words, he could be active for the game. So a lot uh, going on with the Bears, and I'll need a moment here. All right, then Then that means no Akeem Hicks, but a, a, and Eddie Goldman, who is in, who at some point this week thought he – Looked at the tape and said, I didn't suck as much as I thought I sucked. That was pretty much it. So he, Eddie Goldman being better, Kim Hicks not being there, Khalil Mack being motivated, Robert Quinn playing much better, and the and Danny Trevathan getting in there with the... I just see this, this defense... I, I, losing Hicks is huge. Uh, the, but the other... Pieces around there, Sean Desai, will, <clears throat> I just see more, the way Cam Ellis is talking, more exotic blitzes, more exotic games, more ways to get to Derek Carr to hurry up his clock, and by hitting him, and by hitting him, make him maybe make him a little gun-shy, that's what Bosa seemed to indicate when the Chargers got to him and made him... Made him a different quarterback than the one who was lighting everything up early in the year. You know what I want to see more of while we continue to vamp for Mark Grody here, Steve? I, uh, <laughs> what, what Mark wrote. That's I, want to what, see, I loved, what yeah. Mark tweeted. Yeah. I loved a couple weeks ago, and I didn't watch the. I haven't gone back to watch the film as closely for the Lions game, but I loved when they lined up Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack on the same side. Like that, I feel yes. like that just creates a nightmare for. Especially the way Quinn is playing this year, like that's got to be just a nightmare for if Derek Carr lines up and he sees that, like you're immediately having to you know switch protections, switch your running lanes, like like that that throws off I think the entire plan for the offense. And knowing it I'm can't back, be guys. running back and running a running back can't be expected to block him. You're going to suddenly if you had a play call where your tight end was was your first read, no, now he's blocking. Now he's getting in the way of those one of those two guys, whichever one the tackle can't handle. Derek Carr's so just gonna walk I, down their line to Darren Waller. You're blocking. You're blocking on yes, this play. Block. Yes, that's right. <laughs> wow. You and you are double right. teaming Khalil Mack on this play. Yes. Right. And the other one of you is hit Robert Quinn. 
And the rest of them, I don't know. But I just, I just see them being, I see Sean Desai having the chance to be more aggressive, no matter what he learned at the, um, at the feet of Vic Fangio. This is the kind of quarterback that kind of demands that. And, and he ought to go over and demand that Bill Lazor run the ball so his guys can blitz. And when they get off the field after three plays, they get time to rest. And they're a better defense if the Bears can run the ball. Now, Mark, are you back? I'm back. I've done my other okay. job when I'm not hosting with Steve Rosenblum. And why don't we start with with the defense? And uh, Khalil sure. Mack specifically he spoke to us yesterday for the first time in a while. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's besties with, with Derek Carr. But he did bring up a really interesting thing. The, the, he, he's been sacked a lot this year, but there's one part of it, one area where he's hard to sack, and Khalil Mack brought it up. I thought it was really poignant yesterday. I see a lot of growth. I see a lot of growth, especially uh, when they're sending a lot of people at him. Um, he gets the ball out, and he's hitting his targets at a, at a very high rate, and these guys that he got have a lot of speed, and they catch the ball and stride and take off, and so uh, it's going to be a good challenge for us this week. Yeah, he, he is one of the least sacked quarterbacks on the blitz. He's really good when they're bringing blitz pressure. In other words, you got to be patient with him, and if you are, you can get to him. He's been sacked 12 times uh, this year. But as far as running some of like the, the, the Roquan you know, linebacker blitz bringing him, that may not be as good of an idea as, as one might think. So I thought that was pretty poignant on Khalil Mack's part. You can get him. But don't get him with too much pressure. Yeah, the quick release and the the knowledge, the experience, the success of throwing to the the spot vacated by the blitzer. That's that's something you kind of grow into. And we saw the problem with not knowing where the free runners come. Or we saw it with Justin Fields. But we expect him to improve on that. And you've seen Derek Carr improve on that but still if you the the problem with that is it seems to me and Khalil Mack kind of indicated it the guys he's throwing to are fast so even if it's a five-yard pass it could still be a 40-yard play because he's he the subtext was or the indication was he's hitting him in stride right Mm -hmm. he's yeah and they had that they had the what was it against Baltimore they had the walk-off win uh, on a blitz and I, th- I don't remember who it was to maybe maybe Ruggs because he's your speed guy Henry Ruggs and and we saw you know Hunter Renfro's just he's what we, he's what Dicka would call he's just a good football player Hunter he's Renfro player. He, right special teams and as a slot receiver so be ready Duke Shelley or whomever is in the slot on this day we shall see yeah there was an Aaron Rodgersness about that that particular play, that game, it's like, okay, you're going to bring this. I see this. I got uh-huh. you. Beat. And yep. yeah, you know, that was, that was in, there was an Aaron Rodgersness, which is what the bears could be facing. But I'm just not quite the believer that this, this doesn't scare me the way Aaron Rodgers does as despite the growth you've seen in Derek Carr. I just, I don't know if the bears will win. I think there's a renewed, and, and I know they'd be a horrible lions team and basically Justin Fields did worse than Mitch Trubisky against the Lions. I mean, that was one of the teams that Trubisky owned. But I just sense something. I don't know why. I sense a jolt. Maybe it was the idea they named a quarterback and they started stopped screwing around. And it seems to me that would be something that would go over well in the locker room, especially with the defense. I mean, Robert Quinn, I thought Robert Quinn's statement early in the week about why he leaped off the bench when, when the Bears took the ball. They won the... They won the coin toss. They took the ball and I marked mm-hmm. 75 yards. And he leaps off the bench. And says, hey, we got a lead. Which is like, you know, <laughs> it's so honest and uh-huh. so embarrassing to to his head coach. But it's such an honest reaction that one of the other things about Justin Fields being named number one quarterback is that the defense probably loves this. Yeah, right? gives them a chance. Like so, they, they, they don't know yeah. what's going to happen, but it's got to be better than what's been happening. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay. All right, what's next? I got another Khalil Mack, and I I kind of thought that the the whole 
every player, when you go back and play your old team, you feel it a little bit. But that, I got to tell you, that narrative is alive and well in the brain of Khalil Mack. Take a listen. Human nature to want to do well against the team that traded you? You say, is it human nature? Yeah. Would it be human nature for you? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to Derek Carr, have you texted with him at all this week or anything? And what's it not like? this week. Not this week. You know, we're not too friendly during the week of, but uh, at the same time, um, it's always conversations we have, more so now about our kid, well, my kid and his kids, plural. And so, uh, yeah, just talking about fatherhood and um, enjoying that process. The, the human nature thing, if you want to do well against your old team, of course. Do you still feel the 2019 game then, where you guys played them in London and obviously lost? I mean, yeah, it's obviously something that you look at when you study the film and um, understand what they wanted to do and the message they wanted to send. And so it's our job to, 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 to know what type of team we're going against and knowing the attitude of the head coach that's over there and um, understanding what we, what we about to, uh, who we're about to face. What was the message they were sending? Was it? Oh no! Nah, it's yeah. I mean, regardless of, of, of what kind of message they wanted to send, is what we felt on our side, and understanding that we gotta be the ones to make them feel us. In that game, it seemed like Gruden's goal was to not let you beat them. That was, yeah. Like he made that apparent. Like that was. Yeah. I, I mean, I know a lot of teams yeah. prepare for you that way, but did, did you feel the difference in that game, the way they were treating you? Oh. Uh, in a way, in a way, it was it was a lot of hockey things that happened during that game as well. And so, um, yeah, not really focusing on the past too much, just getting ready for this next one and, and making the most of this next opportunity that we have to win a game. Are you expecting a little bit of the, of the same, just knowing that Gruden's still there? Just I, I don't care. I don't care what they, you know what I'm saying? What they do. I, I just know I'll be ready for it. You were smiling with the, with the Gruden stuff. He, do you think that he was personally making sure – in that game that you did not have a great day just because of the trade and everything? You said I, I, I really don't care what, what they was trying to do to me personally. I just want to go out and put team in a position to win. Mack had in that game in 2019, he was just taken out of the game. Three tackles, Ooh. zero sacks. And then the part that made it painful, I think, for Bears fans in that game was then rookie Josh Jacobs, who you know they drafted as part of one of their number one picks for – Khalil Mack had 123 yards rushing and two TDs, and he is now, I think, pretty healthy. <laughs> yes, that was – well, I expected um, I expected the the previous game to be brought up, and I don't – it wasn't just the trade. It was the way he got handled in that game, and I got to believe he had been itching for another shot at them, and now he gets it as – you know, presumably healthier and with a better guy on the other side of the line. And like Trash Panda said earlier, lining them on both sides, you know, there, there are other chess games that can be played. And it's not just what Gruden does to him. It's here. Here's what we're going to do to your quarterback, John Gruden. And I like the I like that possibility. If you're because of what the way it resounds to a team when your best player is that kind of hyped and motivated and, and, and presumably performing, then everybody's going to be afraid not to do something to, to something comparable, to, to do Correct. everything they can to be up there with them. And I think there's the, the, the team-wide effect of what Khalil Mack brings is, will be evident. I would expect that to be evident. That's one of the reasons I think that the Bears are, are I'm giving them a better, better chance than normal because of that factor and what you just played hearing Khalil Mack. Don't you think that's a different sounding guy than you might yeah. have heard totally. in other weeks, right? Totally. Yeah. Like this was, I, I, I said to one of my colleagues yesterday right after he left the podium I said that's that Khalil Mack was really good today and you know like I said like he, he's never been mean to the media he just doesn't like doing it usually and yesterday he seemed to enjoy doing it so I mean he was smiling yes. you know he was sitting yeah. up straight he was leaning into the microphone a little bit so he was he seemed to be thoroughly enjoying it and yeah like like I said like when Fishbane asked the question about him and sort of the personal thing that was going on. He was smiling. 
And, you know, like, even when he wasn't laughing, like, I could tell you, he he was, there was a big grin on his face. So there was some, like, there was some, I guess you call it, in-game gamesmanship going on between John Gruden and Khalil Mack, and I expect that to continue. Yeah, the smile was the subtext. I expect what Mark heard to continue. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the rest of our near award-winning segment, and we'll try to stay on time here just on the off chance that Parkins and Spiegel actually wake up in Las Vegas <laughs> to yeah. do the show yeah. as we near Mitch Rosen's treasured end to this show. So, Chicago right. Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast have you or is it necessary to have the the conversation about the temptations of vegas (laughs) (laughs) um i have not gone there with the guys uh it's it's definitely a valid question by you uh but at the same point in time, I hope our guys are uh, mature enough and understand enough to, to be smart. And I think that's why uh, we also have that curfew. They're not. They're 20-something and they're in Vegas, baby. Vegas! Welcome in. That's welcome right. back. Matt Nagy giving them, tucking them in. Be, be asleep by 8 o'clock. All right, so we have, we're doing what Mark heard, our near award-winning segment. But we have... We have breaking Packers news that affects the Bears. Yeah. Jair Alexander, the only cornerback the the Packers really could rely on, has been placed on IR. This comes eight days before the Bears will play the Packers. Oh, baby, is everything setting up. So the Bears have now won one in a row, right? Detroit counts as one in a row even though they might be relegated, right? And then the Raiders game tomorrow, Khalil Mack will score two touchdowns, and (laughs) the Bears will win two in a row. Then, with no cornerbacks, with no defensive backfield, Justin Fields will set a Bears team record for passing yards against the Packers, so that will be three in a row. Then the Buccaneers and the Bears' own Tom Brady. Brady can't even count. Yeah, County. he has County. no idea what's down there. Crazy idea, guys. Do they consider starting Nick Foles against the Buccaneers because apparently Tom Brady can't oh, beat Oh, that's Nick right. Foles. He's in his head. He's in his head. Yeah, exactly. I mean, no, look, I, I know crazy idea. I'm all for Justin Fields. I was ecstatic when they named him the permanent, permanent starter, but Nick Foles kind of owns Tom Brady. So, you know, just Foles for Eagles. consideration. Trash Panda, go back to talking about the marathon, okay? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, and if you and did not the, hear the, the Bears news today, too, Hicks 
Akeem Hicks didn't travel the team. Danny Trevathan activated. I, I expect that Alec Ogletree will still start at middle linebacker, but we'll see. David Montgomery placed on injured reserve, so that's three weeks automatically without Montgomery. And uh, Ryan Nall could play in Sunday's game. He was at least flexed from the practice squad for Sunday's game. So then after they own Tom Brady comes the 49ers, who will be completely dis- discombobulated by then. Right. And yep. then the Steelers, and they're done. Big Ben's done. We just hope they he's... They suck. You know, if you're a Bears fan, you hope he's still playing. And then the Ravens, look, if Max Crosby can, can sack Lamar Jackson twice, then Khalil Mack can sack him four times, two of them for touchdowns. So suddenly you got the Bears, the Lions, one in a row, line, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So the Bears with a seven-game winning streak heading into Thanksgiving, and they play oh the Lions God. again. Yeah. And that's eight in a row, and now you're looking at the Bears winning the Stanley Cup. I think this is, <laughs> here, this is here where Steve's drinking the Kool-Aid. Steve's drinking the Kool-Aid. Hey, well, I'm, he's on board. I'm hey, that, Jair Alexander, you know? That's the way after the Thanksgiving game, by the way, that – that's going to be the showdown. Here's your NFC Finals preview with Arizona, who's really good. So, yeah, December 5th, all of a sudden, you got to circle that yeah, game. Yeah, all of a sudden, you want to crown them, crown their ass. Yeah. Crown their ass. I love it. We had them, and we, we let them off the hook. All right, was, I felt buddy. that way about the White Sox yesterday in the now, first inning. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Okay. But Never they gets old. We no. thought they were. Never gets old. Yeah, unfortunately, Tony Russo. Well, what he thought. Well, actually, we didn't think he would botch the bullpen so badly. But let's talk Bears. Much more optimistic. We resume what Mark heard. Steve, I know you're a guy who likes storytelling sometimes, and there yes. was a story told by Bill Lazor in the midst of. I, I don't remember if I left the question on, so I will give you the context. I asked Bill Lazor about, hey man, it seems like. Justin Fields really digs you because of your calm demeanor when you are on the headset. Take a listen. A long time ago, I had a coach I worked for who was a veteran coach. He, I'd say of all the people I ever worked with or for, he was the offensive coordinator, but he, his name was Don Bro. And he, he had coached at uh, University of Texas for Daryl Royal. And Don would get excited. He, of all the people that I'd coached with, and I've coached with some excellent coaches, all hum- great human beings, and a lot of them, at the time I coached for them, were older. I guess just the way it worked. You know, Coach Gibbs and his whole staff had come out of retirement. Coach Bro was the offensive coordinator. He, he told us he was very excitable. Don was on game day, whatever. And so he told the story. He was at the university. I think he was with Coach Daryl Royal. I think I probably should have looked it up before I tell the story. Make sure I'm right. But, but he's on game day. So the play happened, and he was yelling on the headset. Coach said, Don, Don, he said, Coach, you know, it should have been interference or whatever he was yelling at, he was yelling. And Don said he was old. He still is. Uh, <laughs> said, Don, do you know that we put a man on the moon? He said, I got quiet. I said, yeah, Coach. He said, Don, you know, when he was talking back to Houston, he was talking just about like I'm talking to you. He had a hell of a lot more on the line than a football game. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah. now, Don told the story. He's the one that needed it. Now I know why. There you go. The background of that. the calm. That's... You like that? Yeah. I love it. That's great. Daryl Royal in the heat of this just calming his guy down. Not, you know, jumping up, yelling, shut up. Whatever. Right. I love that. That's great. We put a man on the moon. And then he pauses. He, Bill Lazor did an excellent job with the, the, the pacing of the whole story. And yeah, I a, thought you'd like that. Well, a well-learned lesson. I like that. That's great. And I could see why he wouldn't want excitable boy Matt Nagy yelling in his ears. Again, that's... The stuff coming out with Matt Nagy not calling plays is I, I I don't know how many daggers Matt Nagy feels he has been stuck with, but I've I've come to believe he defines himself by play calling, and every one of these things like he's too excitable for the quarterback that they went out they traded up for, and this quarterback learns better responds better, plays better with a guy like Bill Lazor who's just talking in this tone of voice and here's the play and throw a touchdown. 
but I just I, yeah. I, I think this I think these comments hurt Matt Nagy and we saw the defensiveness of of him about the questioning being questioned about who called the plays and I think he defines himself that way which is I do too I do too and I, I honestly I don't blame thing. him I mean that that's that's why he was hired I mean he was hired because he is a good offensive mind, and he came in with a big barrel of play calls, and he has admitted to us that he loves calling plays. So, you know, I mean, he he has been he, he has been ta- he's taken that away from himself, and it's gotta hurt. But this is better for the Bears, and he recognizes that, and I don't expect that to change this year. So that's that's that from so much for that, as Grabber would say from Bill Lazor. Let's let's move on to to <laughs> to Alan Robinson. And this is part of an exclusive interview that I did for our pregame show for tomorrow, a oh. one-on-one. So just a little excerpt from my conversation with Alan Robinson who was, you know, although I made one huge catch last week, he, he mostly was a blocker last week. Let's take a quick listen to this. You mentioned that Justin Fields is a guy that likes to make big plays. You're a guy that likes to make big plays. Those have been hard to come by so far this year. Has that been frustrating for you at all? I think it's always a little frustrating as a player, as a unit, or as a team when you aren't able to do the things that you may necessarily want to do. I don't think frustration is a, is a bad thing at all in that sense. I think frustration comes with correction, you know, wanting to be better, wanting to play better. That if anybody wasn't frustrated or was satisfied at this point as far as the offense, then I think we would have bigger issues, you know. But seeing that guys aren't satisfied with what's going on and seeing that guy still had that fire under them to want to improve, you know, that's what you like to see. Yeah, Steve, and I, I was talking to, to Cam Ellis about this earlier, and I'll ask you the question, and Alan Robinson is a team guy, and there has been no, he has not stepped out of that any way, shape, or form, but how long can it go on with Alan Robinson being low volume and not a bigger part of the pass-catching part of the offense? I don't expect it to go on very much longer. And I think what happens is that whatever other teams do to Allen Robinson has certainly created opportunities for Darnell Mooney, right? Yes. And we haven't even talked about the tight ends who will become new best friends with Justin Fields. And the other thing that that makes Allen Robinson much more dangerous as it goes on, as you're talking about... Justin Fields is going to feel more, I don't know what he felt before, but he should feel more relaxed. It's my job. I can make a mistake. A lot of times in the situation you're in, if I make one mistake, I'm going to get pulled. You're afraid to make the mistake. You're not playing free and easy, and you're much better playing that way. He's much better at escaping the pocket and staying behind the line and and giving his receivers time. And I think that's something that Allen Robinson will come to will find himself open make himself open and i think that will create many more opportunities for chunk plays and alan robinson will be able to show out the rest of the season yeah and i and i think even going into this game they better be prepared for john gruden and those who run the raiders defense to be very aware of darnell mooney and perhaps you know, like, obviously, most game plans defensively when they play the Bears, it's what can we do to take away Allen Robinson. There will be more attention on Darnell Mooney, which one would suspect could then open up opportunities for Allen Robinson, and and we shall see if that is the case. And I, he, he eventually will get his, but it's a weird year for Allen Robinson with wanting to be the good soldier, as he always is and has been, and I assume will continue to be, but he's got a lot of st- at stake after this season in terms of, of what's next for him. So that's the story of Allen Robinson. And now, Steve, I have another excerpt from another exclusive one-on-one interview I did that will be played tomorrow on the pregame show with with Robert Quinn, who has been very good this year. And I got into some... Kind of some personal stuff with Robert Quinn. Take a listen to this. Ooh. 
Did you learn how important mental health is and being spiritually right last year? I, won't, I mean, yes and no. I mean, of course, if you're not in a right mental state, a lot of bad things can happen. But I think when you're not in the right mental space, you start carrying a lot of unnecessary weight that you probably shouldn't. Either if you overcome it and you look back, you realize how minute the problems actually really was. But at the time, they seemed so, you know, huge. So... Luckily, I had some great people in my corner that allowed me to take a step back and just really just take a step back from life and just focus on myself and uh, make sure I was happy first before I tried to make anyone else happy. So, you know, that, that's pretty much it. And, and Robert Quinn has never revealed, Steve, specifically what was going on with him in terms of, you know, spiritual matters and some mental health things. But he, he has absolutely shut down any sort of excuses physically for how badly he played last year. And the more I hear him talk and the more conversations I have with him, it, it was it was real that there was something going on in his brain last year that wasn't working and allowing him to play better. And sometimes I don't buy that stuff, but in the case of Robert Quinn, I do. Well, he sounds, he, he sounds very matter-of-fact. And and willing to, without revealing everything, there's a certain amount of vulnerability that he is is generous enough to reveal that it was something, whether it was mental, emotional, however his that that part of his his health compared to his physical health, and certainly he's playing like the player the Bears thought they were paying for and hoped to get last year, and they're getting him now and that still works they're still paying him and and he's producing and he's doing it matter of factly so credit to him that's to to be able to some people spend their whole whole lives don't get it all figured out don't even want to deal with it and you know there's something about a a professional athlete we've we've certainly been around them for all of our careers and you see there's a certain a lot of athletes have a bulletproof mentality of fear of being vulnerable a fear of of revealing anything of except that these thoughts of of greatness and performing and no one can stop me and all of the stuff that runs counter to really a form of mental therapy right and yeah here he is here he is without revealing specifics and I'll certainly respect his privacy there but he's certainly come he's certainly been vulnerable and open about dealing with something deep within him and apparently ha- on resolved it or on and continuing to resolve it that's that's a terrific accomplishment absolutely and and at every turn too during the the preseason when he wasn't necessarily talking about mental health he he based anybody that wanted to ask him about last year he, he essentially said I, I was bad last year <laughs> there's no way to spin it i yeah. was bad and there's there's no excuse but now the more we ask and press we find out that there were probably some issues off of the field that he was dealing with that affected his play um i also like robert quinn's chances in in the game tomorrow for a couple of reasons i that, as i pointed out earlier vegas has allowed 12 sacks this year also one thing that we we didn't mention is that Vegas is 31st in in rushing. Now, Josh Jacobs had been hurt. He's been banged up. He did play against the Chargers. I think he had, what, 40 yards rushing, but that they were playing catch-up, so I understand that. Jacobs did burn the Bears in 2019, but if they can continue to get the pass rush going that they have had without blitzing, that portends really well for the Bears tomorrow. Yes, and that will come down to to a guy in the middle. I think we should talk about that. Um, we had a, we so, we sort of had an Eddie Goldman evolution, didn't we? This week we had a, a wasn't as bad as he thought it was kind of moment. Eddie Goldman yes. talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said we asked him about his game yesterday about the 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 Detroit game the first time he'd played since late 2019 and he said that in the midst of the game he felt like he was not playing well 
he said he then went back and watched the tape and analyzed it and said, okay, I played better than I thought. And <laughs> Eddie's an interesting dude, man. Like he, he's a man of few words. Ooh. It's hard to know what he's enthusiastic about, like in terms of the, the line of questioning. And I, I asked him simply, I said, do, do you expect to be part of the game more as in more snaps? And he just said, yep. So, so Ooh. that, I, I hope that is the case, and and it seems like Hicks and Goldman never play together. You know what I mean? Like whether it was 2019 <laughs> yeah. when Hicks went down in London against the Raiders, coincidentally, or Eddie Goldman sitting out of the season because of COVID and now dueling injuries that they've had. It's like it feels like these guys just have not been on the field at the same time enough. But you know, hopefully we start to see the real Eddie Goldman in this game because we didn't get a full dose of Goldman against Detroit. Well, you're going to get a bigger dose, it sounds like, according to tight-lipped Eddie, and they will need it without Akeem Hicks in there. And like you'd, you'd uh, and declare, like you'd brought us the news that Danny Trevathan would be activated. And there, there's there's reason for as they get faster, there's reason for hope. And yeah, there is the loss of Akeem Hicks and a, a hyped-up, a pumped-up. Khalil Mack can't but you know what I'm really expecting like it, he sounded like I envisioned him playing based on what he sounded like like he did that first half against Green Bay the first Bears game oh yeah oh my god that Just yeah wrecked you know things. what he, he he's gonna feel that there is there's no doubt about it man like like it getting into Khalil Mack's head is difficult too, but I think we got in there a little mm-hmm. bit <laughs> and he really yeah, yeah. wants a piece of the Raiders. He welcomed you. He welcomed you guys in. He put out the, he put out some snacks for you guys, poured you guys he a did. drink and then let you see. Yeah, there you go. He did. All right, we'll take yeah. a break. When we come back, we might or might not talk with Parkinson Spiegel. They might or might not be awake. Uh, we are leading up to the, the most prized part of Saturday's suckage, according to Mitch Rosen, Spilkus is looking forward to the end of the show, at which point the spectacular broadcasting event with Sparkin, Sparkins and Peagle, or the Parkins and Spiegel <laughs> show, which will be broadcasting from 2 to 5 from the Circus Swim at the Circa Las Vegas Resort. And it is just a massive thing. Bears Raiders preview. They will be broadcasting live downtown Las Vegas. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Welcome in. Welcome back. Steve Rosenwald and Mark Rohde. Saturday Sucker. Leading you up to Parkins and Spiegel broadcast spectacular from the Circa Resort. The Circa Swim. Poolside. Circa Las Vegas. And it is a massive, massive thing, and um, it's quite the sh- quite the show. It's in the uh, on Fremont Street. That's that's the new Fremont Street experience. It's just going into the Circa, in the world's largest sports book. That is a thing, right where I think the Las Vegas Club used to be there, right next to the across the street from the Union Plaza, but it just dwarfs everything. Uh, the the they are there from they will be broadcasting after us from two to five today, and they'll be doing lots of Bears Raiders. I don't know if this will play a part of it. I don't know how familiar you are with this story that sort of came out overnight, Mark. But John Gruden, despicable. Yep. And and there was understand the NFL was investigating the Washington Football Team for workplace misconduct and much of much of the <clears throat> details of that much of the, the stories were were had come out but in going through the emails this fell outside what they expected to find then working for ESPN 10 years ago John Gruden had emailed Bruce Allen who was then team president of the Washington football team and was talking about the lockout. Management locked out the play. Teams locked out the players. And Gruden apparently was angry about the the direction the union was taking. And in his email, he says, Dumboris Smith, 
meaning Demora Smith, the leader of the NFLPA. Dumbora Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. That's what he wrote in the email that was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. It is unbelievable, but it's believable. That it's not unbelievable that somebody would hold this, and it's not unbelievable that somebody would write this and feel, we're just talking about people feeling bulletproof. But this was uncovered in that investigation, the NFL... NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy issued a statement, the email from John Gruden denigrating Demora Smith is appalling, abhorrent, and wholly contrary to the NFL's values. We condemn the statement and regret any harm that its publication may inflict on Mr. Smith or anyone else. So, again, so he's, there's a despicability about that. I don't know it affects his team. Because there are players on that team maybe looking around going, what does this guy think of? How racist is this guy? Right. He's telling right. me what to do. Exactly. I I, yeah, I, I, I would imagine your credibility team. goes down a notch and or how you look them in the eye. or how. Yeah, I'd, I'd be very curious as to how John Gruden's players are reacting to that. And how it could affect tomorrow's game. Again, the Bears win their second in a row, and then no more Jair Alexander, that's three in a row, and they own Tom Brady, that's four in a row. San Francisco is going to go with three quarterbacks, none of them will play. And it just keeps adding up. They'll play Detroit, they'll win eight in a row, and they're going to win the Stanley Cup. So get down on it now. In fact, place a bet in Vegas at the world's largest sports book, and we go poolside to Vegas. Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel. Are you guys awake? Or did somebody, did Shane just put headphones on you guys and hope you pour, uh, you pour coffee in your lap? I'm awake and hungover, Rosie. The, the, <laughs> yeah, that's the, doing the, Vegas the right way. Yeah, but, you know, it's also legal out here now, so the Wake and Bake Club, you know, who knows what's happening? <laughs> Everything's possible today, Rosie, and we are poolside at Stadium Swim. Is it, is it still morning for us? Yeah, good morning, Speaks. Uh, good morning, uh, Danny. Good morning, Rosie. So here's the deal, Rosie. Yesterday, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the adult, obviously, in the room. We know this. So Are you? I'm here. Well, just, just go with the bit. So I'm here <laughs> yesterday, um, and we're on the air at 12 local time. At about 9.15, Shane is here. Mitch is here. Engineer is here. Nine promo people putting up you know, giant cardboard cutouts of us, which look lovely, um, and banners and such, like three hours before showtime. Today, I get here at nine, nobody here. It's 10 o'clock, nobody here. It's 10.30, nobody's here. I'm officially panicked. I decided, this is not my responsibility, but I feel like somebody should worry. Maybe I'll be the guy that worries. So I text everybody, but everybody's here, we're ready to go, and by everybody, it's a pared down crew, but we're ready to go. I was very much in bed at 10.30 this morning. (laughs) There is no question that I was still in bed. And my mode of... uh, hygiene today was just getting in the pool. Yeah, Danny I, I got have, in the pool have, to clean I have, up. I have not showered. It's delightful. Chlorine, uh, chlorine does the trick, man. A little chlorine, yeah, yeah. I'll clean you right up. Yep. I, I just, thought I, I just broke that news to Shane. I thought it was weird when he uh, when he took the bar of ivory soap into the pool, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know. Was, you know, I'm you didn't leave a ring home. around the pool, did you, Danny? You didn't leave <laughs> no. a ring around the pool. No. I think I was fine. I don't. I don't sweat that much. But and I'm describing out. Bourbon. Describe where you're sitting. You can leave out the part about you guys wearing speedos, but describe for our audience. Give us a, paint a radio picture of what you're surrounded by, what it looks like, in, because the pictures look spectacular. You you want to start, Speaks, or yeah. do you want me to? Yeah, no, I, I can start. Um, there is a giant, I believe, 76 million pixel screen. 78. That's oh, dis- excuse me. That's disrespectful. Pardon me. I, I shorted them <laughs> 2 million <laughs> pixels. I mean, Jesus. Um, so there's a 78 million pixel screen, video screen, with all the gambling odds on the left and the right, and then a, a, a giant screen, or giant uh, screen, you know, square in the morning for the Red River shootout, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven other games also visible on the screen around it. And there's three levels of pools and/or jacuzzis 
filled with lots of dude bros drinking beer and cheering for whichever game they're watching and have bet on. Um, and then there are scantily clad helpers um, providing... Waitresses, I believe. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, Help waitresses. Yeah. Cabana hostesses. <laughs> Cabana hostesses. I'm Jesus. sorry. It's just... Hot I'm babe. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on here in terms of... You know, things to look at and, and not to look at. And and the sun is here and the capacity, it, it is happening today, Danny, much more than it was yesterday. Three levels of, of craziness and there's a bar and there's blackjack tables outside underneath the 79 pixel screen uh, as well. And it so. was a huge mistake for me after I got done bathing in the pool to go to the, the poolside blackjack table as they opened at 11 a.m. local time. I was just like... I was just standing there waiting for them to open the table. So they're like, sir, it doesn't open until 11. I'm like, don't worry. I'll just wait for you guys at 10.52. And uh, <laughs> first person. Were they giving out wristbands like it was like it was Wrigley? Yeah, uh, I, there is a wristband for our cabana. But no, I was just, you know, waiting, waiting to play some poolside blackjack. Because you, know, you guys think I'm prepping for a Saturday show in Vegas? Yeah, I, I but, sat down yeah. and, and played some blackjack with him. And I just, my anxiety level was spiking. I was like, this is, we're within one hour before the show. And I'm playing blackjack. This does not feel comfortable. I've got plenty of takes, Speaks. I know gonna, you do. We have takes galore. <laughs> and it's going to be just fine. Uh, but I, I honestly, I got takes about that blackjack. Jack dealer. She was savage. She just, I mean, just one buy-in after the next, after the next. It yeah. was so quick, yeah. and she just showed no emotion. She smelled the desperation on you. She really, really did. Just, you keep upping your bet size, and she's just taking it swiftly, and there was no apologies and four-card drawouts yeah. and 21s, and it was just... It's a rough start to the day. I think, I'm just looking at it like it was a $400 breakfast burrito. Right? I, I, I think you were ruined. I, th I think you were damaged since the trade deadline because um, Mitch said he was going to alternate you in the closer role, and he never did. And so he damaged you. This and is your transition to sports? Your mechanics okay. broke, yeah. and now wow. here you are, you know, letting a game get blown wide open in the playoffs. Uh, but we know that's not his situation. This morning, Blackjack Danny, that's not your situation. That is not my situation. <laughs> but, but, oh, God. You are your resume, Wait, after all. Th thank you. I'm a Hall of Famer. Which, which is why I used you in the eighth inning exclusively. Spiegel, I'm going to bite. I'm going to bite on the Craig Kimball thing, cause, and yeah. I know you guys got to get rocking here in a second, but I'm going to ask you this really quick. Do the White Sox now have to figure out a way, configure their bullpen so they don't use Craig Kimball the rest of the way? I, 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 I was on that for this first series in its entirety. That When the margin of a five-game series is as thin as it is, it, it, it should be, it should, in my opinion, it should be Kopech, Tapera, if you really need another righty, and then Bummer, and then Hendricks for as much as two innings. He can do that. He's done it before. He's a playoff horse. And, you know, wasting time trying to get to him with a guy who's broken, no matter what you gave up for him, is folly. It, it, you know, Kimbrell should, should have been a full-on skip whenever possible in, in this series. Um, and yesterday he comes in trailing. But, you know, look, if they're up 3-2 on Sunday night, and let's just say Dylan Cease is starting for the sake of argument since he should be the starter. Uh, and it's Dylan Cease. And if they're up 3-2 after six innings, I don't want to see Craig Kimbrell. Uh, uh, you know, I'd rather see, you get through the seventh with Tapera and or Bummer. And, and Bummer, because Bummer didn't do a lot wrong. He gave up three ground balls, but the White Sox never shift. So, you know, I, it, it, I, I would, a full-on skip of Craig Kimbrell in this first round was already what I was advocating. So, yes. Did you guys understand any of LaRusse's logic regarding Kimbrell, Kopech, considering that Jordan Alvarez was better against left-handers than right? All of his slash, every part of his slash line is better against left-handers. Well, Kopech it's the crochet is, what, is what you're looking for. Yeah, the crochet. crochet. Yeah. 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 No, I didn't and think also that... The logic, uh... I, didn't, I couldn't connect any of the dots. Did you guys? No, I mean we did we did some posts yesterday, and so the comments were were coming out as we were kind of wrapping up the show, yeah. and uh, it, saying that you were they would have used Kopech if they needed him to win the game. He wasn't being held out because of any a Sunday plan. That doesn't make any sense. They, it makes it even more maddening. Well, they had a lead in the fifth inning, and then even in a when they were tied at four, I don't know zeros. 
in a tie game in a playoff game would seem to help you try to win a game. So it was, I don't know, going down 0-2 without using arguably the most talented dude on your pitching staff is uh, not good management. Is, is criminal. Like no matter how you get there, even though I, do, I don't, I don't think there was a good spot for him in game one. I don't think that no. ever came up. But game, no. in game two, there were plenty of spots you could have used. Yeah, he, he, you could have started the fifth with him if you were worried about Lucas, who was about to go to the lineup the third time, or you could have let Lucas try to fight his way through the fifth and then go to him, <clears throat> or you could have just brought him in to go uh, to go against Alvarez and the rest because uh, because Kopech is your best option bringing in Alvar bringing in crochet for Alvarez when the three batter rule exists and he pitched yesterday and we know that his velocity goes down on a day two I mean look they have to hit we all know they have to hit but a manager's got to help you be better than you are be the absolute best version of yourself in the postseason, and Tony did not do that at all yesterday. Well, we'll let you get on with the idea of discussing whether the Sox are going to have to fire Ricky Renteria again for the way the bullpen was handled. <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. good luck. It is Parkins and Spiegel live poolside in Vegas with helpers. As Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mr. As Mr. Rogers famously said, always look for the helpers. Look, look for the helpers. Oh, that's yes. what Mr. Rogers said. Always think, look for uh, the yeah. helpers. I think yeah. most of the guys here are looking for the helpers. Hundred percent. I envy you guys. Have a wonderful show and make it through till five o'clock. That is the goal, Rosie. Paul Wall's going to join us. It's going to be really weird for the of next course. three hours. He's going to fit of us course. for. He's going to fit us for a grill in the middle of the and show. Yeah. We're going to figure out how how to do that on the radio. God, is this going to be? And when great. Danny tweeted out today, the bare naked ladies might join you. I don't know. If, I didn't know if that was the group, or if that was simply Vegas being Vegas. Stay tuned, anything? Rosie. Stay tuned. All right, I will. Good luck. That's it. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thanks, Saturday guys. Suckage. We're the Parkin Spiegel pregame show. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. You had to set things right. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait, wait a minute, Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.